Hello and welcome to the Professional Women's Network Barcelona podcast. For those of you who don't know us, PWN Barcelona is the only international organization committed to accelerating diverse and gender-balanced leadership in the corporate community here in Barcelona. We run monthly workshops open to members and non-members touching all kinds of topics and skill development. Today we will talk to Aran Chamuelas, Head of Global Brand Strategy at Vistaprint. Arancha just shared her professional story with us at this month's workshop. These events are a great opportunity to hear amazing speakers such as Arancha, but also a great chance to network and meet new people. Actually, you might hear some background noise. Uh, these are just people networking and having a good time after, after the workshop. To learn more about future events, you can follow PWN Barcelona on Facebook or LinkedIn. So, um, Arancha, you have a very interesting international background. Could you start by briefly introducing yourself to our audience? Sure. Um, so, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Arancha Muelas, uh, and I work for Vistaprint. I am a uh, global director for brand strategy and a creative agency. And Vistaprint is a company that focuses on supporting small business owners, providing all the material they need for their marketing needs. Okay, and that, so now you're at Vistaprint here in Barcelona, but you actually started your career in Boston, and then you went to you came to Spain, yeah. and then you went to the Netherlands, and then back to Spain. So, so how was that? So, what were the drivers behind your career moves? Was it yeah. a very like strategic plan, or did opportunities kind of came along spontaneously? How how did that work? Yeah, it was more the latter. I would say there was no planning. Um, so it's funny because how it started um, when I was uh, a young teenager. It was uh, I had a conversation with my mother because I really knew what I wanted to do in life. And that was um, become an archaeologist. And when my mother heard that, she <laughs> said, well, there's no way you're doing that um, <laughs> unless you want to live under a bridge. So uh, one of the reasons she was reacting this way was because for her as a woman, uh, a woman that was not working, a stay-at-home mom, it was very important that both me and my sister would be able to have a living, would be able to depend on ourselves and not on mm -hmm. anybody else. So she uh, sort of directed me mm -hmm. to something more neutral, mm -hmm. uh, which was business. Mm -hmm. um, and for that, I went to school in, in Madrid and France. Uh, I finished the studies and then I decided, okay, I've done what they wanted. Now I'm going to refocus mm -hmm. into what I want. Mm -hmm. So this was not really a strategic plan. It was more following what I knew my heart wanted, okay. what my passion was, yeah. which is the, the, not necessarily archaeology at this time, but it was more linked to the arts, the history mm -hmm. and the creativity. So that took me to Boston, mm -hmm. uh, where I lived for almost five years. Mm -hmm. I got my degree there, um, fantastic four years. Uh, I then found my first job mm -hmm. over there. I worked at an agency mm -hmm. and it was a great way to um, connect with a different culture. Um, it was a great way to get outside my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it gave me the lens that I was knitting, that I felt in my, 
in my in my life mm -hmm. or the complement mm -hmm. to to my business studies. So anyway, I started working mm -hmm. at an agency, and then uh, for personal reasons, I relocated to Madrid. Mm -hmm. And after a few uh, jobs and working in small studios, mm -hmm. uh, an opportunity found me more than okay. me finding that opportunity. And that opportunity was very interesting because it was combining both of my skills, let's say the business side and mm -hmm. the creative side. And this was working for an American multinational company mm -hmm. called Office Depot. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to open their Spanish uh, mm -hmm. offices. And they were looking for a young manager to build what would be the creative team. Okay. Uh, I was 26 mm -hmm. by that time, yeah. and uh, so young, but because of that, the opportunity was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually I wanted to ask you about that because you, you shared that story with us previously. How did it feel at 26 having this opportunity? Were you super scared that you, you, know, you were not maybe like, good enough for the job or... or you know, were you super confident? How how yeah. did you approach that? No, I was certainly not confident. Okay. I was I was I was I felt the responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, back then, so I would back then I would consider myself a perfectionist, mm -hmm. uh, but that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, it was coming from my own insecurities, mm -hmm. right? So what I was doing is just working crazy hours. To make sure that uh, everything was perfect. Okay. So, so you kind of wanted to prove yourself. I want exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was scary. I but at the same time I was loving what I was doing. And okay. you know you have the energy of a twenty six year old. You have that responsibility. You have to learn a lot. I've had to face all sorts of people situations uh, that I'm like, how do I handle this? Mm -hmm. And. Um, but for some reason, everything just 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 turned out fine. I think you know we go back to following, doing what you do. I have to say, I was loving what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I remember once a colleague from work said we were talking about the lottery. It was probably around Christmas time, mm -hmm. and you know here in Spain yeah. it's a big thing. And uh, they said, uh, I said, well, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't quit my job. I really like what I do. Mm -hmm. So I think when you are, when you have that passion and you are loving what you do. Uh, regardless, the, the, the anxiety, at the end it pays off and uh, you build your way through it. Okay, Okay. so you were um, at Office Depot here in, in Spain and then you got a position in the Netherlands. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So after five years uh, there was a, a European expansion mm -hmm. and with intention to centralize teams in Venlo, which is in, in the south of Holland. Okay. And so I, I got a call from my boss at the time and asked me, would you like to take this position? Mm -hmm. And it was a European creative manager, mm -hmm. so very interesting. Mm -hmm. And but back then, I have to say, I I, start, I had found my balance. Mm -hmm. I was in a comfort zone. Um, I was getting married that year, mm -hmm. and I told him, well. Are you crazy? Why would I move from Madrid, a vibrant city, to mm -hmm. Venlo, a small village in, in with with no offense to yes. Venlo, but in the middle of nowhere, Good with point. no yeah. industry except mm -hmm. for Office Depot? Mm -hmm. And so he said, fair enough, but why won't you come to help me uh, build the department and hire the person that would take your position and come for three months? I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, sure, I'd love to do that. Now, three months ended up being five years. Uh, once when I was there, uh, I saw the opportunity, mm -hmm. and it was, 
it was about expansion. It was having an impact beyond one country. It was managing all the creative marketing communications for all Europe and the Middle East. Mm -hmm. It was about traveling. It was about meeting new people and and new opportunities coming my way. Mm -hmm. So I am again going back to what I said initially. I didn't have this plan, mm -hmm. but I felt the energy and the, the, the passion for what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. and, and, and it took me five years until I came back. Okay, so then, so you're in Netherlands, yet another country, and then you're even managing multiple countries uh, across very different cultures. What can you tell us about managing teams from different cultures how how did you deal with that how yeah. how did you how do you deal with like a, a company culture and then you have to apply that to different local con uh, uh, cultures yeah how do you how do, you do that? It's a, it, it was a challenge. I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. And especially when you think about the cultural differences mm -hmm. and the stereotypes, it's so true. The French are very French. <laughs> okay. The British are very British. The Germans are very Germans. <laughs> and it's, I think for me, that's part of my learning experience. Mm -hmm. I now, now today, I have a team with more than 20 different nationalities. Wow. And I think that background, for me, that was more a learning experience, helped me to, to be able to, to be comfortable and focus mostly at the end, when we understand that this is not more than a cultural filter, but the person mm -hmm. is a human being like I am, mm -hmm. if you can connect with that person at that level, it's more heart to heart and don't focus so much on the, on the form. I see. Uh, but what is meant behind, then then everything flows okay uh, but there was a lot of learning there was a lot of moments where I felt frustrated there were a lot of moments that I didn't know how to handle so it was a um, fantastic experience mm -hmm. uh, but I have to say also not not easy but you need to go through that to be mm -hmm. able to then come to the conclusion mm -hmm. of what I just told you well at the end Everybody has good intentions, mm -hmm. which is uh, for me the base mm -hmm. when I start any communication. Exactly. Everybody wants to do a good job. And like I said, at the end, we're all human beings. Yeah. So what if we talk human language and not and forget the different, what makes us different, yeah. but more what brings us together. And in that situation, uh, um, differences or cultural differences mm -hmm. disappear. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that idea of thinking about it as, as the form and not, not the content. I think it, it really puts a perspective in, into the topic. Um, okay, so I find it personally very hard to plan my career just because I think it's hard to predict what opportunities will come along in five or ten years. Do you have any, any advice in terms of career planning? I know that things kind of happened kind of spontaneously yeah. for you, but um, you know, kind of looking back and, and thinking maybe you're more strategic now, yeah. how, how, what, what kind of advice do you have for someone that wants to be strategic and focused and maybe like I want to reach a certain position in so many years, but at the same time I feel like we need to be flexible because opportunities do come along mm -hmm. when you least expect yeah. and you might want to take something like that. Yeah. So, no, and it's a great question and something I'm fully aligned with, by the way. The fact that it hasn't happened to me that way, mm -hmm. it's really been more intuitive, let's mm -hmm. say, doesn't mean that necessarily this is the right way. I think mm -hmm. this is just another 
another way. If I could go back maybe 20 years to that 26 year old mm -hmm. that started managing and I would give her some advice, mm -hmm. one would be about this. And, and it's actually a lot more difficult than you think. I think one of the, and not just because I experienced that, but even talking to people, uh, for people to figure out and define what they want, mm -hmm. something that you would think so easy. If, if I give you a magic wand, what would that be? Uh, people freeze, they yeah, don't know, right? Yeah. You don't take the time to think about that. And I think it's it, it's important because just as important as, as it is to follow your passion, mm -hmm. as I said earlier, and that's certainly a good guide, but being able to have the tools and the planning will probably mm -hmm. get you quicker, will yeah. get you faster into that direction. Uh, and this is about being laser focused and mm -hmm. knowing. So the work that I started you know mm -hmm. more later and earlier is start to define that for yourself and a lot has to do with who you are as an individual and mm -hmm. what you think your strengths and your skills are of course you have what it's been your education mm -hmm. but what what are you good at what mm -hmm. in a good way it's also to focus on what people say about you especially yeah. the compliments yeah okay i was gonna ask because how, how do you know what you're good at because you might have some perspective yeah. one perspective but it might be yeah. not what people see about you and so first you can start asking mm -hmm. but um if if you're not comfortable with that someone told me once write a compliment log so focus on a week of what people mm -hmm. just say you know mm -hmm. in conversations or whether it's family or professionals and it's really interesting because you start seeing a thread mm -hmm. about what comes back mm -hmm. and maybe you did have a sense but you mm -hmm. were not quite clear even maybe you 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 don't want to be that uh -huh. but you are I see. so part of the process and the discovery is harnessing who you are what is your what are those natural talents that you were born with mm -hmm. and be proud of those mm -hmm. and take that to help you define what is what is going to be your focus in your career okay so i i recommend everybody i do this for myself the idea of journaling mm -hmm. the idea of capturing your thoughts the idea to start thinking about these things mm -hmm. as a way to be able to identify who am i and what do i want Okay. Once you know that, um, then it's easy to then go back to the planning part. That's mm -hmm. that you can see. Well, there's so many ways. What actions do I need to do to to take me where I need to where I need to go? Um, a, a process I also follow, which I think it's interesting, is think about your career mm -hmm. more than just your work. Uh, because everything that you do every day, whether it's personal, whether it's work, it's first it's it's part of the same thing, mm -hmm. and it's complementary. Mm -hmm. So the people that you talk to, the faces that you see, the activities that you do outside work, it also it's it, it adds to mm -hmm. what your work life is. So you're starting to define the different categories that are important for you mm -hmm. beyond work. I see. So work and career is one. It's important to know and define what you want. But what about what you want to make of your 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 social relationships? Mm -hmm. How do you want to connect with friends? What about your network? How do you expand your influence? How do you get to know with people? How do you want to connect with your family? Mm -hmm. What about how you take care of your own body? We're talking about yeah. energy concepts before. It's I'm sure you've seen that the day that your energy, your tire, mm -hmm. you, you cannot be you cannot be focused, you cannot be productive. So taking care of your own body as mm -hmm. well. 
through a good uh, health routine, eating, mm -hmm. uh, and I mentioned earlier because I'm a big fan of meditation uh -huh. as well. Um, it's it's great ways to uh, start to to divide the big question into mm -hmm. small chunks. Mm -hmm. uh, come up with a vision for all these categories and mm -hmm. then go with define actions okay of what type of actions you need to do to hit that vision that you have defined for that category okay and it's an exercise it seems easier said than done yeah, um, it takes time but once you start asking yourself these questions reflecting writing down the thoughts that come mm -hmm. it it starts unlocking a lot more opportunities. It starts unlocking in yourself mm -hmm. a different way of thinking. And more sooner than later, you start having clarity on what you think is going to be your path and the strategy you're going to craft. Okay, so it's more about visualizing how you want your life to be more than just your career. And how does your career fit yeah. with the rest of your Which, life? of course, you can do this only focus on your career. I just, um, like I said yeah. earlier, uh, I'm not a believer of separating career. Mm -hmm. I think it's an integral part just like your your health or mm -hmm. your social relationships mm -hmm. because it's all part of you. So you can treat one category by itself, mm -hmm. um, but it's going to be unbalanced if the others are not aligned. Yeah. yeah. So, but and in any case, as I said, just doing the exercise of what do I want? Let's say health. Mm -hmm. What do I want for my health? Yes, I want to be healthy, but what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And what do I need to do? Do I need to run every day? Do I need to stop eating this? And mm -hmm. so it's just questions to yourself, spending time with yourself mm -hmm. to start bringing clarity into what you want and not letting yourself just uh, carry by routine every day yeah. um, so again you know I do believe it's an integral part but it's also a very good exercise mm -hmm. to then take things back into your career and help define bring that clarity um, uh, into what that could look like. Career choices, yeah. okay. And then, so you also mentioned um, that you have some routines to keep your energy up. And uh, I was wondering if you could share some of those. And especially, I feel like, I think it's easier to do that when everything is going well at work and everything is going like, it, everything is adjusted in your personal life. But sometimes it's just things are not working. Mm -hmm you're super tired, you're, you're overworked. How do you yeah. manage to keep your energy up and just wake up and be like, yes, I'm going to work. <laughs> and actually, it's in those moments that are more difficult when you have to try harder because mm -hmm. first you will see the change and second, you will prove yourself oh. that you can turn it around. Yeah. So that you're kind of in control. That you're in yeah. control. At the end, it's, it's about this, mm -hmm. right? It's about you know, who is in control, the person that you want to be, or the person that has been the more primitive us that uh -huh. wants you to lie on the sofa and watch TV yeah. and eat the crap food. Mm -hmm. So it's almost a battle between the two views. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, um, and it's, I, but that's the key. That's the key to believe that you're in control. If you're able to apply and to control that, always with, you know, with flexibility. Mm -hmm. I was saying earlier as well, I think for me it's the 80-20 rule. Yeah. And it's important not to be too strict about routines mm -hmm. because that's, that's also not positive. It's about believing that what you're doing is good for you. Mm -hmm. And even though it's difficult, you know, that day that you wake up at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. and you say, I'm gonna go running, I'm like, it's so dark and mm -hmm. cold, it's just get outside. 
and start doing it. The moment you start, yes. you quickly forget how difficult it was, and when you come back, it feels so amazing Absolutely. that it's like, oh, how could I have even thought about mm-hmm. not doing yeah, this? It works every time, right? I mean, it's it works like, every time. Yeah. It's 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 magic, mm-hmm. and and I think there's not a one one size that fits all mm-hmm. here. I think it's very important that every person finds mm-hmm. what it works for them. I'm using the example of running at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. because I do that. Uh, but I'm someone, I, and I've tried this for years, I cannot go into the gym. I mm-hmm. just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I feel I need the open space. I need to feel the air. And so I don't spend an hour in the gym, but I spend 20, hour, 20 minutes sorry, mm-hmm. uh, running in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. Someone else might need to do something else. So it's a lot of, and it's actually fun when you think about yourself after your own project, mm-hmm. experimentation project, mm-hmm. to see what raises my energy, yeah. what ticks for me. Yeah. And going back to journaling, also writing down, oh, actually, this feels very good. And maybe it's a conversation with someone mm-hmm. that sometimes is as easy as that. Well, when I talk to this person, I feel good. So maybe I, I need to talk mm-hmm. to this person I more often. Yeah. What about when I eat? Maybe, yeah, this plate of pasta feels great, but then it makes me so sleepy. Mm-hmm. And I need to be focused at work. So mm-hmm. maybe I just do salads mm-hmm. and I leave the pasta for the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's, um, I, I find it fascinating. And I, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I do with myself, this idea of being your own experimentation mm-hmm. and exploration project mm-hmm. uh, constant self-discovery constant mm-hmm. self-discovery Interesting. Nice. I'm gonna be I'm gonna walk around with a notebook with you now. <laughs> talking about your international career I wanted to ask so looking back what would you say were some of the positive and negative aspects of moving geographically and kind of like moving industries because you were in the kind of in the same area but you slightly moving mm-hmm. uh, in, in industries as well so uh, and you were we were talking to Rosa also in this panel who spent 26 years working in the same company in the same city so yeah. what would you say were some of the positive and negative aspects of so many moves yeah uh, so I I, I don't want to sound cliche mm-hmm. but but it's I believe that there's 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 no negatives. Mm-hmm. I think that you know every uh, we talked earlier for me every challenge that comes is just an opportunity to learn and to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, this doesn't mean that there weren't difficult times. Yeah. I had difficult times, and especially when you move into a new country, and until you adapt mm-hmm. and things feel and sound foreign and you don't know. And this yeah. is not just about the language, but how things work. And it's like, or how people react. Yeah. Uh, so it requires that adaptation, and it requires to to be there, to 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 go through the process, mm-hmm. to then enjoy the benefit, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, you know, I first when I first went abroad, let's say I was actually a a, a young girl. I was 12. I was sent to the UK oh, to wow. learn English to okay. a boarding school. That was the biggest challenge and mm-hmm. a great learning opportunity because as you can imagine in a mm-hmm. in a in a traditional English boarding school which is not necessarily cozy mm-hmm. or welcoming uh, the first time being outside home and I faced a lot of difficult situations and at an age where you're starting to mm-hmm. questioning right who you are and um, but I think that also helped me build resilience mm-hmm. um, by nature I'm someone that I do 
like the, the, the international aspect mm-hmm. of, of, of the world. I like connecting with people to with other cultures. So I think this has been part of my progress. Yeah. So not casually you were traveling. Yeah. So, much, so right? you know, this was my first experience. Mm-hmm. But then during university, I, I decided to spend also mm-hmm. um, a year in France. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Boston, and then the Netherlands, and then back here. I'm... It's, I think it's all positive. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it just adds as a human being uh, all the different experience. The, uh, we were talking earlier about the different cultures. Mm-hmm. Understand that, understand how people react, uh, but also experience different things. Uh, but you, you know, I mentioned earlier, I love mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. So experience how the, 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 the cooking mm-hmm. and, and the food uh, from different countries. Um, and the things that are not perfect, they're also not perfect in mm-hmm. my own country. So mm-hmm. um, it's, I, again, I don't want to sound cliche, but I really feel it like, like that. There's, mm-hmm. there's no negatives. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the work and the industries, I think there's different perspectives. And again, there's no right or wrong. It's more what the model that fits you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here I have always big arguments with my, with my mother. She comes from a more traditional conservative view. and. She believes you you join a company and you stay there for the rest of your yeah, life, right? Yeah. I've actually read that um, the, the this next generation is going to change jobs thirty times in their lifespan. Uh-huh. So and even yeah. have two or three three jobs at the same time. Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not there yet, <laughs> or no, I won't be there. But I do think, uh, and I've seen that in myself. The variety comes. The again talking about growth mm-hmm. when. It comes to a point that there's so much that you can do, mm-hmm. um, and and or maybe there is, but I, I just feel the calling to do something yeah. different somewhere else and take my experience and what I learned and be able to apply it at a different place. Mm-hmm. So that's been part of the change. I mean, part of that it has happened in a way um, randomly, as mm-hmm. I explained earlier, not really planned, but. Um, if I had to do it, if I had to plan it, I will do. Uh, I will have a major career change every five to ten years. Okay, interesting. Um, so my final question is, um, and you kind of mentioned this already, but if you could write a message to your best self, maybe when you're 26, thinking about, you know, you're starting your professional career, or maybe when you're first uh, starting managing teams, what advice would you give yourself? So you mentioned maybe be more strategic, <laughs> um, but anything else that now with the perspective of you know yeah more years in, in your career what did you wish that you had known before um i, I think everything what we've been talking lately mm-hmm. for me it's been my biggest learning and it's you know 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 yourself mm-hmm. and be yourself and this is starting to have a clear definition of what you like mm-hmm. and but mostly believe in yourself mm-hmm. and trust yourself and follow your intuition. Um, I and and I would add that at the end, um, believe that at the end everything will be good. Mm-hmm. Everything will be fine. And if it's not fine, it's not the end. Okay. So just keep 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 working, keep fighting, keep believing, mm-hmm. which is a more positive work. Okay. Um, that's that's what I would do. That would be the lesson I learned. That I would mm-hmm. take that with me. Nice. Okay, great. So, Arantxa, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. If you don't want to miss the next PFWN event, 
You can follow us on social media or go to pwnbarcelona.net. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very nice.